Growing, Episode 3, My Spring Project List. My name is Joshua Meekins. Join me as I start seeds inside, prepare the outdoor garden for a new year, and learn techniques to help my plants thrive. The main topic this week is the eight items on my spring project list. I'll start each week with an overview of what I've been up to. I've had quite a few things going on this past week, uh, which are all very exciting. I've started some more seeds inside. Right now, one thing I've been thinking more about is shade-loving flowers. There's one side of the house that doesn't get much sun at all, and it's a pretty bare flower garden. There's a few bushes uh, that'll flower and some a few evergreen plants, and I'm looking to add some colors, add some flowers to it this year. One seed I heard about that looked pretty good was uh, coleus, and coleus isn't a flowering plant, but its leaves have lots of patterns and different colors, so it looks pretty cool, and we're going to be trying those out. I started seeds for those this week. Next week, I'll start cucumbers and zucchini along with some more flowers. Earlier this week, I picked up marigold seeds that my father had been collecting from some marigolds in his front yard. I got some seeds from him, so I'll be starting the marigolds again um, very soon. I also picked up a radiator that he had that was extra that I'll be using in my grow nook in the basement to help maintain the correct temperature. Since it's below ground in an unfinished basement, uh, one of my favorite things I did this past week was assembled a new lawn cart. I got a big eight cubic foot lawn cart, four wheels. It can be pulled by a handle or it can be towed behind a lawnmower, a tractor. So I'll be able to use it to help move that giant mulch pile I've talked about before. I also picked up a new pocket journal, a small journal I could fit in my back pocket that I'm planning on using for plant observations to be able to make notes while I'm in the garden of how my plants are growing. The main topic, my spring project list. Okay, so this list has grown quite a bit. I keep adding some things onto it, taking one or two things off that may not be realistic, and I am sure it's going to grow before the spring is actually over. This is the list of projects that I want to accomplish. Some projects that I have been meaning to do for a while, some new ones to improve the garden, and I've made a list of eight of my top projects I'm wanting to work on. Now this list is in order of importance. I'll be going from the least important on my list to the most important on my list. Now I want to accomplish all of these, so the least important definitely is still something I want to get done, but it might not be the one I need to focus on first. So coming in at number eight on my project list is build a hanging basket tree. Now, I haven't finished thinking of what design I want for this, but my first thought would be putting in a 4x4 post into the ground, maybe coming out of the ground 6 to 8 feet tall, and have different arms coming off of it to be able to hold hanging baskets. I want to plant some flowers along with strawberry plants in hanging baskets this year, and I figured this would be a great way to grow vertically and save space, maximizing the amount of space I'm reserving for my garden this year. All right, moving in at number seven, move the 20 cubic yard mulch pile that we have in our front yard from when our neighbors had his trees removed. This is definitely something I want to get done. It's just the timing of it will happen in between other projects I'm working on. 
it'll take many trips with that new lawn cart I got to be able to spread it out. I'll be splitting this mulch pile into two different areas. The main area where the majority of it's going to go is under a very large beech tree that we have on the opposite side of our house from the garden. This ground was very uh, not well kept. Uh, it had lots of rocks that washed down from the driveway. Uh, unfortunately, it had lots of trash, debris, broken glass. It seemed like car parts and broken machines were kept in this, this area for a while. And I cleaned it up as best I could, but I wasn't able to get everything. My plan is to pack it high with mulch, make it a nice picnic area. We have a tree swing on this area as well, and a hammock. So this will just make this area a lot more usable, and then over time the wood chips will break down and create better dirt. The other place I'm going to be using the wood chips is for my garden. I'm planning on using the leaf mulch for in the beds and in my baskets. But I'm going to be using, and I already have, the wood chips for the walkways. So in between the raised beds, for the baskets and grow bags to be sitting on, and I'm going to have mulch fill that area. It's a lot nicer to walk on than weeds or mud, and it's a great way to distinguish the garden and make it look very nice. Alright, moving on up. Number six on the list. Move fill dirt to regrade the house. So basically what this is, we have a pile of fill dirt. Not dirt that you would want to use for a garden, but dirt that you would scoop out of the ground if you're clearing space or if you're excavating to build a house. That's, that's where you would get this type of dirt. And one of the reasons I have a water issue in the basement is due to a slight negative or flat grade around the house. So I've already put quite a bit of work into regrading the house, but I want to add more fill dirt, and I've got it to spare, near the garden against the house to just slope the ground away from the house. So when rain falls, it naturally carries it away from the house instead of sitting to soak down and giving it more of an opportunity to find its way into the basement. All right, number five. This is one I'm getting excited about. I have been wanting to do this for a little while, I want to build a rain collecting system that will capture the rain that falls on the roof and store it for me to use to water my plants. And you may have seen these. It's basically the most common method is to get a 50 gallon drum. So either metal, often plastic, like a food grade plastic, and you'd sit this where your one of your downspouts comes down from the roof and it collects the water once it fills the barrel, it'll be able to then take the excess water away from the house instead of just the barrel overflowing once it's full. So I'm hoping to do that. It will involve getting a little bit of equipment. A barrel, for instance, is needed. And that, thankfully, will be able to be right next to the garden. We have a, a downspout that collects quite a bit of water right in the corner of the house near the garden. I'm looking forward to putting in that to be able to use more water from the house. All right, number four in list of importance. In the front garden, so we have a space. I'm not sure exactly the size. It might be, let's say, 12 feet by 5 feet, maybe 12 feet by 6 feet, in the front of the house, in front of the porch, that the last two years when we moved in, it's only had a bush and a whole lot of weeds. Last year, I put some mulch in there. Unfortunately, it was a little too late where the weeds had already started to grow. So they came up through the mulch, 
This year I've already done a lot of weeding in that area to hopefully prevent the weeds from being able to grow. I'm going to put a thicker layer of mulch, but I also want to put a lot of flowers. Now this garden doesn't have a good border. It's just right up against the grass. It's not very distinct, and in my opinion, it doesn't look that great. So I want to put a border around it. I'm thinking a few different options. Uh, brick is the main material that comes to mind when I think of a, a front garden border. I don't know if I want to use standard bricks and lay them in a pattern. I don't know how much time I can dedicate to it, and I'd like to have something set up by the time I plant flowers in there after the last frost. And that's coming up just uh, mid to end of next month, so it's pretty soon. It'll be here before we know it. All right, top three. We're now in the top three of the projects I want to work on this spring. These are the ones that I want to get started on right now and continue working on until they're accomplished. I want to build two new raised beds. I'd love to do more, but I have to be realistic. We're going to build two new raised beds. I'm going to put them next to the two existing raised beds I have in the ground with the plan of building a trellis, a canopy trellis, between the two beds to be able to have um, vegetables growing and fruit growing over this trellis to make a really nice walkway in the garden. I, I should have enough of the good soil I had delivered at the beginning of last year. I should have enough for two more raised beds. Obviously, I want to have those two beds in before I'm ready to plant outside so I can have as much started, at least as much planned as possible. I won't fill all of my space immediately at the beginning of the spring when I plant. I will leave some space so that way I can do some succession planning. I can plan a week after, two weeks after, three weeks after to be able to have that uh, consistent harvest throughout the, the summer. All right, number two. Now this one needs to happen pretty soon. I need to put up a fence around my garden. This past week, I took off the fence I had, which was pretty sad. It was a combination of a mesh fence and a, I can't even call it a fence really, a mesh barrier and a metal barrier. It At the tallest point, it was probably maybe three to four feet tall. And at one point, the mesh section was sagging, and it may have only been two to three feet tall. I'm surprised I didn't have as many pest problems last year. We have tons of deer that come through the yard. Every week, there's dozens of deer that'll go through our backyard. There's lots of vegetation around, so maybe that's keeping them occupied with all the, the vegetation that's growing up around the outskirts of the house and into the woods. So hopefully, they don't want to even deal with a short fence to go into the garden. I've heard that deer can jump very high, up to eight feet high, which sounds crazy to me. I can't imagine a deer jumping that high. That's two feet taller than I am, but it's known to happen. Now, with my garden being a smaller size, I'm not keeping deer out of a larger area that they're going to try harder to get into. So I'm planning on doing a six foot high deer netting fence. That That's going to be a lot better than the three to four foot fence that I had. Um, it'll be more cost-effective than doing an 8-foot fence because I'm planning on using 8-foot T-posts, push them into the ground about 2 feet, so it'll be 6-foot tall, end result. Then I'll get the 6-foot deer netting and attach that around the garden. So I need to get that going soon. I don't want to put anything in the ground that an animal may eat, 
without having this barrier back in place. One of the reasons I already took down the current fence is I'm going to be expanding the garden. I'm going to make it a little bit more future-proof. I'm going to have the newer, taller barrier extend further out into the yard where in for future years I'll be able to expand even more. I'll expand a little bit this year, but I'll also have more room to be able to expand without having to expand the fence again. So I'm looking forward to doing that. That's definitely going to be needed before I put plants in the ground. Now we're on to number one. The first thing I want to be working on for my spring list is something I can do right now. So putting up the fence, building the beds, I still have a little bit of time before that's 100% necessary. Got a couple weeks before we'll even be approaching the last frost date here in central Virginia. The one thing that I want to be starting now is setting up a new compost area. Currently, I have a compost bin, uh, actually a bin, I have a compost bin made out of um, just a store-bought, not exactly sure the size, one of those storage totes that you can get. And I set this up when we were renting our old house and drilled a whole bunch of holes in it and started composting with that. And it, it worked pretty well. It's not very large. Still has a little bit of a water problem. Water will build up and it'll soak in the bottom. But it was a start and got me into composting. Then I built a framed section behind our shed with pallets. Now, this isn't an ideal location because it's in the shade all the time. I learned that it wasn't heating up as much as it should be for the compost process. It's also on the opposite side of the house from the garden, which made it less likely that I would use scraps from the garden and put them in the compost. When I picked overly ripe tomatoes or cucumbers, I'd often just chuck them into the woods because it was an easy throw and I didn't have to lug them across the yard, around the house, behind the shed to get to the compost bin. So I'm gonna set up a new compost area not too far from the garden, going away from the house on the outskirts of where the, not I call them the woods. We do have a lot of trees behind the house, but before you get to the trees, there's a section where there's a telephone wire and a power line going down into a valley. Deer love this area but it's not heavy trees, it's just heavy vegetation. And I wanna put the new compost area on the outskirts of that and our yard. So that way it's far enough away. We won't have any of the smells coming from the compost bin reaching the house. And yet it'll be very accessible to the garden. I'll be able to easily turn the compost when I'm working in the garden. It won't be forgotten. It will be more in the sun to help it heat up. I'll need to make sure it doesn't dry out. I'll have to add water to it, I'm sure, on the, the hot, sunny days. But this will be a lot better location. I'll be able to put overly ripe fruit from the garden right into the compost and watch it closer, kind of get a feel for when it's ready, and just learn more about compost. I really don't know a whole lot about compost. I've done a lot of research about it, but there's still a lot I need to learn but I wanna try a, a smaller batch of compost that will be ready quickly so I can use it first thing in the spring. I still have a lot of items in the compost pile behind the shed that haven't decomposed, like a pumpkin from the fall. I'll be learning more about compost and sharing that here. If you have any pointers or tips, definitely send me an email or reach out on Instagram. Uh, that'll be one of the things I'm planning on learning more about. All right, so that was the eight projects I had on my spring project list. Now, I'm sure I'm going to be adding more, and once these are done, I'll be having a whole nother batch of projects for my summer list. 
And some of these I'm sure will be making a reappearance, like moving the 20 cubic yards of mulch. I'm sure that's going to take me into the summer based on everything I have that I'm wanting to work on. And this isn't a full-time job or anything, so I am only able to do it in my spare time. Resources. All right, here's the part of the show where I'll share some resources I very much enjoy. Different accounts on Instagram I follow, different YouTube channels or podcasts I listen to, websites. Just something that I have found helpful when it comes to learning more about the garden. This one I mentioned last week in regards to a source I get my seeds from, and that was MI Gardener. Now, before I bought seeds from MI Gardener, I used him as a resource on YouTube. He has tons of YouTube videos where he goes in-depth about growing resources, specific videos for different types of plants. And as you may have guessed, MI Gardener, he is based in Michigan. I'd recommend checking out Luke's videos from MI Gardener on YouTube. His website, migardener.com, you can still order seeds. They have specials where they'll give you free shipping if you order $12 or more in seeds. That's also the fertilizer I'm going to try this year. It's called Trifecta Plus. I've never used it before. I haven't done much with fertilizer. Ever since I stopped using the non-organic chemical fertilizers, I haven't done much with fertilizers at all. So this year I'm excited to try it out. I'll be using the Trifecta Plus that Luke has perfected. Over the years, I've heard great things, and we'll put it to the test to see how well it works in our garden. It's supposed to be a catch-all fertilizer that you can use on pretty much everything. So I'll be doing some more research on that, learning more about fertilizers, and testing it out. Putting it on some plants, not putting it on other plants, to get a general idea of how it helps. Thank you so much for listening to this third episode of The Garden is Growing. I'm your host, Joshua Meekins. Check out my Instagram, The Garden is Growing. I'm very much enjoying entering the garden community on Instagram. Uh, there's so many great accounts that you can watch, uh, different hashtags you can follow, seed starting, seedlings. Those are my top two hashtags to, to watch right now as I'm um, enjoying watching people across the world from many different countries starting seeds indoors and seeing them grow. So check out the Instagram. And if you have any questions, comments, feel free to email me at joshua at thegardenisgrowing.com. If there's any useful info you want to include in your email, I'd love to read it on the show. Share it with the rest of the people. Until next time, thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you next time. 